Welcome to the Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to build a flexible, fulfilling and financially rewarding business around your life. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a business coach, top-ranking podcast host, speaker and new mum based in Melbourne, Australia. With a Master of Communications, experience coaching close to 1,000 entrepreneurs through my flagship program, The Modern Marketing Collective, and real-life experience building my own business from the ground up, I'm here to help you turn your ideas into reality and share your passions with the world. Click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're going really, really well. Now, before I introduce you to the guest today, I would love to invite you to join me for an hour coming up on the 9th of May for my Instagram workshop. I'm running this to help you understand how to really leverage the platform for your purpose, for your profile, and what should actually be on your Instagram profile for more connection and more clicks your posts, so what type of posts you should be sharing, how often, your personality and how to bring that out on the platform and importantly, your profits. So how it's really benefiting your business in 2023. This Instagram workshop is US $49. It's running from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 9th of May, 2023. And you can go ahead and figure out what time that is for wherever you're based. Just search for an online time converter and pop those details in 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, 9th of May, 2023. And if you can't attend live, go ahead and buy your ticket and you'll receive the recording. So you go to emilyosmond.com forward slash workshop and go ahead and get your ticket now. It's going to be a brilliant hour together of lots and lots of practical information that you can go away and implement and also a chance to ask your questions and join me live. So go to emilyosmond.com forward slash workshop and buy your ticket now for my upcoming Instagram workshop on 9th of May. I can't wait to see you there. Alrighty. Now this week's episode, it's actually a podcast episode that I was the guest on and it was on the Heart Centered Business Podcast with Tash Corbin. Tash is a friend of mine. I met her a few years ago now, actually, at Denise Duffel Thomas's first ever Rose Farm retreat. And I just have so much respect for her. Tash is a marketing and business growth specialist, and she's also one of our members in the Modern Marketing Collective. In this episode, we started talking about Instagram and why it's so valuable, some strategies to think of, and some mistakes that can be pretty easy to make on the platform. But then we ended up having a much bigger conversation about building a business that aligns with our own goals and our own lifestyle. Tash and I, with different reasons, have had some challenging times lately in business. Tash has had some health problems that she's been dealing with, which has seen her business need to take a little bit of a backseat at times. And then I've welcomed my first newborn son, and that's been challenging at times as well, figuring out how and where and how on earth business fits in there. And so we discuss this and talk about the times when business for expected or unexpected reasons can't have as much of our attention or energy as it once did. We talk about how to deal with some of the guilt and comparisonitis when you do need to take some time off or when you're not as focused on your business as you might normally be. And also creating and shaping your own business and your own business model to work to your strengths, your goals, and your own values. 
I always love my conversations with Tash and I'm really excited to be speaking at her conference, the Heart Centered Business Conference 2023 in Noosa in May from the 18th to 21st of May, 2023. I'll be sharing my latest and best advice around using Instagram to grow your business. And I'm delighted and super honored to be sharing the stage alongside incredible people, including two of our former podcast guests. The first being Tash Bamblett, who is Queen Acknowledgements. And Tash was in episode 150 of the Emily Osmond show, speaking about how to create powerful acknowledgements of country. Also on the stage at the Heart Centered Business Conference is Louise O'Reilly. And Louise was a guest in episode 120 of my podcast, speaking about how inclusivity can actually grow your business. Now, also speaking at the conference is Leonie Dawson, Aileen Barrett, who is from Tinder Translators, Michelle Smith of Aussie Biz Chick, and Bridget Esselmont from Biddy Tarot, and of course, Tash Corbin herself. If you would love to join us at this conference, you can go ahead now and snap up your ticket. Go to heartcenteredbusinessconference.com and also enter the code EMILY50 for $50 off your ticket. So you can go to heartcenteredbusinessconference.com, snap up a ticket to this conference that's happening in May in Noosa, Australia, and enjoy $50 off your ticket with the code EMILY50. Now, without further ado, how about I hand over to Tash to kick off this conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Spotlight episode of the Heart Center Business Podcast. I'm joined today by the amazing Emily Osmond. Welcome, Emily. Oh, Tash, thank you so much. I adore chatting with you. I have so much respect for you, so I'm excited to... um, get to hang out and uh, have a good conversation. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know Emily, she actually has two brilliant programs. One of them is called the Modern Marketing Collective, which I am a member of. And Emily helps people in that program to be sold out and really get their business off the ground, bringing in customers and grow their presence on social media, which is absolutely brilliant. I'm in there because Emily is my go-to person for Instagram strategy and she's always got her finger on the pulse. And then her other program, Scalable, is about leveraging your time, creating a scalable product so that you can make more money in less time, which is also mm-hmm. very cool and something we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So- Yeah, so Emily is going to be one of our speakers at the Heart Centre Business Conference in 2023, and she is going to be talking about Instagram. So Emily, why don't we start off with that? What Mm. is the appeal of building a presence and an audience on Instagram? Yeah, sure thing. I think it's really interesting, Tash, because a few years ago, I was educating people about like what Instagram is and yes, you should be on there. It was kind of like people were on Facebook and they just couldn't quite get their head around Instagram. Now I think that's really changed for the the majority of people and business owners and they totally like, yeah, I see how Instagram's being used. I'm using it myself personally. So now my business is on there. And so a lot of what I do now is helping people understand how to use it um, in the most time effective way so that we're not wasting time with their content on there. I think the appeal is that it's just so powerful in terms of uh, as a as consumers. I know that like my behavior is to go on Instagram to look up a business, and often I do find this as well. Tash, when you meet someone, 
it's like, hey, what's your Instagram? I'll follow you on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's def- mm. I've definitely seen a shift in yes. that in in-person events where yeah. it used to be sort of 50% Instagram, 50% mm. Facebook. Or business card, even. Yeah, physical. Card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, oh, what's your Instagram? I went to a um, – I spoke at an event the other day and they did a um, – a business card kind of draw where everyone goes around, put their business card in. And 50%, I would say, of the business cards were actually pieces of paper that people had ripped off and written their details on because I think the shift is away from that physical thing to it's like, oh, check out my Instagram. Yeah. Um, and who knows? And the thing is as well, um, and hopefully you know this about me too, Tash, is that I'm not attached to a platform, mm-hmm. but I'm just attached to what is going to be a good investment of a very limited time as sole traders and small business owners. And at the moment, Instagram is still pretty powerful for that. It's something, like I said, that um, a lot of people will go and look up a business once they hear about a business just to see, okay, let me get a snapshot of what it's all about. What are the photos looking like? What what can I learn about this business? Um, where we will go and connect with people once we've met them somewhere and give them a follow. And then um, the beauty of that as well is when you follow someone, you're then um, showing Instagram that you're interested in them and you'll see most of their content pop up straight away. So it's a really good one if you are um, connecting and networking um, to make sure that you're really strategic with the content you have there because then when someone follows you, maybe they've heard your podcast, they met you in an event, they heard you um, wherever it was, they'll follow you, then they'll start seeing some of your content straight away because that's how Instagram works. They're like, this person must be interested. Um, So it can give you pretty quick returns in terms of people then seeing your content and just being smart about what we're doing on there, having those call to actions as to where do we want people to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as well, it's just one part of the strategy. I don't think reels are going to be the only thing that you can do for your business. <laughs> um, and you don't even have to do reels. And this is a bit of a polarizing um, thing, but I, my belief is that there's no one thing that you have to do. It's like figure out what fits with you, figure out what it is that you want to be doing um, and, and you can make it work. And some of the biggest business owners in the world, some of the um, or some of the um, mentors that I follow, they're not doing Instagram reels and their businesses are like huge and amazing. So yeah. don't ever feel that there's one thing that you have to do, um, but it's just looking at, okay, what's working? what suits me? What do I want to invest my time in? And then go for it and have fun and experiment with it. Mm, I love that so much. And I also find one of the other things that I find with Instagram is that the shareability of content, especially when you're tagged, means that things are far more likely to be reshared and reshared. So like if I'm tagged in something on Instagram, I can Mm. share it to my stories instantly, like two clicks and it's done. Whereas some of the stuff that I get tagged in on Facebook, being able to share it, it's not as common a practice. Yeah. And so, yeah, I find that really interesting about Instagram. Yes. If I'm reading a book and I tag the author, yes. I'm often they'll put my my feedback in their stories or those sort of things. So it's more networked, I think, mm. in terms of accessing each other's audiences Definitely. as well. Oh, can I add to that as well, Tash? Because one of the things, one of the features um, that's a relatively new one um, that is really good for this and the collaborations and getting in front of each other's audiences, which is such a great way to grow, um, is through the adding a collaborator to your post. So I can imagine at your conference, you could be like, hey, everyone, um, tag me, like tag you, Tash, um, in your post, add me as a collaborator on the post, and then it will appear on your profile and their profile 
well, if you want to accept it. And so you're just getting, because I'm seeing um, reels or posts pop up on my feed that from people that I don't follow because they have um, tagged in someone that I do follow. And so I'm then getting exposed to this new brand or this new person seeing some great content there. And it's a really... I really like that. I really like the way that that's kind of working. And as long as it's good content um, and interesting, which it typically is if it's getting shown in the feed because other people have found it interesting. So Instagram's going to show it. I think it's um, a really great way that we can jump on board and uh, get in front of existing audiences that might have people that might like what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that collaborative, collaborative function is definitely something I'm playing with for conference speakers. Yes. Even. So, you know, the conference speakers don't have to create and share the content themselves. They just have to accept the collaboration. Yeah, perfect. And making it easier for speakers to be able to help Mm. spread the word about conference as well. So, yeah, there's lots to love about Instagram. I mean, the visual nature of Instagram also lends itself to certain Mm. uh, types of businesses and personal brands and ones where you are the face of your business is in Mm. that. It's not just about product businesses clothing, those sorts of things, but Actually, for service businesses, Instagram mm. can be really powerful because we're seeing your face yeah. and your brand quite consistently. Yes. So, Emily, what do you think are some of the assumptions or mistakes mm. that people make when they think about Instagram strategy? Yeah, yeah sure thing. Um, I think that one of the things that they do is look at what other people are doing and then think that they have to be doing the exact same thing when it doesn't resonate with them. Um, something else is that they feel like they should be posting more than that they are and they get up in their head and feel bad about themselves and think that I need to be more consistent. Um, but really you can have success on there with a few, with a handful of posts yeah. um, a week and that type of thing. It doesn't have to be three posts a day or anything like that, especially with the algorithm. If you open up your Instagram, you can see posts that have been around for 12 hours, 24 hours, sometimes a couple of days that are still showing up the top of the feed uh, based on when you were last on there, based on what Instagram thinks you want to see as well. So it kind of takes that pressure off, I think. Um, I, I think that as small business owners, sole traders, there's, there is a sense of that constant pressure of I should be putting more out there. I'm not doing enough. I should be more consistent. So I really want people to just to remove that and know that it's totally okay. You yeah. can get great cut through and great results without having to share heaps and heaps of content. Mm-hmm. Um, something else is... I guess getting caught up on, oh, hang on, there's this new um, update or new feature or new function. And the way that I approach Instagram is just to understand how marketing works first and foremost, understanding the core concepts of marketing, which I know you're very much about, Tash, understanding what is going to compel people to take action, what is going to build that connection with your audience, which is a few things here, like actually showing up. Can we hear your voice through your Instagram? Can we see what you're like, see your mannerisms, especially as service-based businesses or online course creators? Like people want to get a sense of you and feel like this person gets me, um, feel as though they can trust you. So sharing some of you on there, sharing touches of credibility, maybe the number of podcast downloads you've had or awards or that you're speaking somewhere, just positions you as an expert. Um, sharing value. Why is someone going to follow us? What is it in it for them? What are they going to get out of our content? How can we delight them or inspire them or give them um, some helpful tips or hints? And then also, what are we actually trying to achieve on there? How are we tying Instagram in with our goals? Um, And that's about actually promoting and talking about what we sell and how people can buy from us, which is an interesting thing. I think that we can feel like I'm not allowed to do that or 
I don't want to come across as salesy, but um, that's what I really recommend to people without getting too caught up in, oh, hang on, there's this new filter or there's this new effect that I can do. That's not going to make or break your business. But understanding, it comes back to those four key types of content that I just spoke through, the connection piece, the credibility piece, the value piece, and the promotion piece. Yeah. And that's like across every like channel, every part of your marketing. If you can just come back to these and think, how am I uh, addressing these through Instagram, then it's going to set you up really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think one of the big things for me in hearing you talk about mm. Instagram strategy that was a relief was that you don't have to do the dancing and pointing yeah. stuff. You don't have to do the lip syncing mm. over yeah. popular sounds and trends yeah. and those sorts of things. And in fact, for me, whilst mm. playing with some of those, yeah, fun and can yeah. get more views on those reels or get yeah. more engagement, most of that engagement is irrelevant to my business. Yes. Most of that reach is irrelevant to my business because mm. It's just because it's trending that it's mm. being shown to all these extra people. Those people yes. aren't ideal clients. Yes. Those people aren't necessarily going to follow me. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I love mm. the way that you teach things like just sh show up with your voice. Yeah. Talk about something you want to share and mm. help people with uh, because that's creating far more connection with your yeah. audience. And if your audience engage with it, it does still get good reach and it still yes. goes to other audiences and to new people, mm. but it's going to new people with something relevant, not yeah. going to new people with some random sassy saying mm. or something along those lines. So I think yeah. that's really like for a lot of people that comes as a relief because yeah. some of the fear around Instagram yes. is I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do learn the dance yeah. on TikTok. I'm going to really don't, but you really yeah. Like, and do what's fun for some people, they love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, go for it. Something on that, Tash, actually, is um, I've had uh, a couple of conversations with people that are in a more, I guess, sensitive um, subject matter with their work. They might be counselors and that type of thing. And so, what they put out there, like, they're doing this one of um, fellow member, um, putting great content out there. Um, but she's just naturally not going to get a whole lot of engagement back when she's talking about more subject sensitive subject matters. People aren't necessarily probably going to say, oh, this really resonates or, yeah, I'm totally going through this, you know. Yeah. And um, we can also keep in mind and take the pressure off. It doesn't have to always be getting huge engagement. Yeah. But if you are seeing an increase in sales through their biz through your business, and that can be an indication that it's working and actually tracking back where the sales are coming from. Mm. Um because if you see the business is growing, even if you're not seeing necessarily you're getting huge likes, huge comments on your posts, but you have a way of tracking and asking people, where where did you find me? That can be, um, it can kind of show that Instagram's working and you're putting out that good content, you're showing up, you're talking, you're sharing advice, um, you're sharing some of your own personality. Even if you aren't getting that necessarily on the post itself, it can still be so, so powerful. So I want people not to forget about that. And also the other thing that's happening is that um, conversation on social platforms are more and more going into the private realm. Yeah. And uh, it's like, Tash, I don't know if you used to do this, but when I was at uni, um, so I don't know, tw how long ago was that? Ages ago. I used to write on people's Facebook walls 
yep. hey, how was your day? So good to see you last night, whatever it might be, like on their profile. Yeah. And we just don't do that anymore. The conversation right. has gone from that very public sphere to more the private sphere. And so on Instagram as well, you may find more and more that you put content out there, but people will then DM you yeah. as well. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. My key measures on Instagram is DMs because that's where the connection happens. But also I can share links there and that's where most of my traffic to my website from Instagram Mm. comes from DMs. So good, Tash. Um, Yeah. To be able to see that and know um, that, that there's not one measure of success on Instagram, but the higher connection and the higher the relationship that you're building the more likely that is to turn into mm. someone who's going to be an active audience member. So Yeah. And you can even see that under each post. Um, if you go do view insights, then people can see, okay, well, I got a lot of people sending that, the little airplane, paper airplane. It's like, okay, how many people sent that on to other people? How many people saved it? And you might find a discrepancy. I often do between the posts that got lots of comments versus the post that got posts that got heaps of saves. Yeah. So just like you've said, Tash, take into um, take those different metrics into account as well, and just be just be aware of and across. Okay, what's happening on these on this content? What do people want to see more of based on those different measures? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've had a little chat about the current trends on Instagram. Before we move on, I want to also pick your brain about leveraging and scalability so yeah before we move on to that is there any other advice or hot tips or trends that you're seeing on instagram that people could maybe have a play with or pay attention mm. to so good um i think it's a matter of experimenting continuously i think uh well I know that Instagram actually came out and said, look, we probably over-indexed videos a little bit yeah. and and reels a little bit. So feel free and feel like you have total permission <laughs> to stick with some of the graphic posts, um, experiment, sorry, with some of the static posts, experiment with some of the carousels as well. They're a good way to um, give that information in the actual post itself versus in the caption. And I really like the creativity that you can do with that um, in terms of really clear um content on those slides when you're sliding through those different carousel posts you're going to have your key um, points in really nice graphics there I really like that Um, I think the collaboration function is a really really smart one and looking at how you can leverage that for your business Um, what else I think as well um, looking at um, I guess Instagram stories as well they pop up at the top of the feed there's something that you're going to be um, keeping people coming back to your content as well. It's pretty smart to, if you can, get some stories up there because if you're up there and people are tapping and looking, then you're also going to have your post shown in the um, in the feed as well. Yeah. So, and that's been around for ages. Yeah. And I say with the Instagram story side of things is you don't have to try and think of content to create there, but just share what you're doing during the day. So it's like, hey, I'm sitting down with Tash. We're going to do a podcast interview right now. Can't wait to speak at her conference. And just tell people what you're up to. It doesn't have to be sitting down and thinking, right, what's something that I can create to actually share here? I just find that that helps people to get into the actual sharing mode as well. Yeah. yeah. And I mm. find the more that I'm sharing what I'm up to in stories, the more that people are used to watching those yeah. things. So when I am in law yes. reading something and I yeah. do a story that's more promotional, yeah. I'm getting far more people watching that because they're so used to checking. That is so true. Sharing, you know, at the times. And it feels a bit more personal in stories too. 
Yeah, no, that's a really good point, Tash, around um, sharing all the time, not just when we are in launching or, or sales yeah. as well, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay, so you've recently had a little baby. Yeah. You know, um, and you, I, I remember when we met mm. at the Rose Farm in 2020, one of the things that you talked about was freedom and building mm. a business where you had that leverage and mm. a lot of that freedom was so important to you. So I feel like you're someone who's very intentionally built mm. your business model. Mm. So I'd love to hear like what, you know, what were some of the things that yeah. drove you to making those decisions mm. and how did you create such a leveraged and scalable business? Yeah, thanks, Tash. Um, I guess it started by creating a business that wasn't that leveraged <laughs> and realizing that that was my initial goal and I created it, but then it wasn't really right for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of going through a tricky period of being like, well, what is it that I want? Like I have my own business, but I don't really feel that happy or fulfilled. Like this sucks. <laughs> why would I be, why I, I don't want to keep going like this because I should be in control here of what I'm doing and I should be able to enjoy most aspects of the business. And right now I'm not. So I um I started out and I was uh well basically just said yes to everything which I think is a good way to go when you're starting you get heaps of experience um and I soon realized the type of work that I liked I was I was always been in the marketing space so I was doing um, a mixture of things some copywriting contracts uh event marketing contracts some strategy sessions with small business owners and um and before I switched my business models the I would say the bulk of the work was some branding brand strategy and brand design packages and website packages. Um, and I had some designers that were contractors and helped do the work uh, in terms of the actual design um, and had like they were multiple thousands of dollars contracts. So nice meaty contracts, um, great clients. There was no real issues, just that I felt like it wasn't what I was meant to be doing. Mm. And I did look forward and I've always wanted to be a mum uh, and I looked forward and I thought, well, this isn't really, I can't really see this happening with me being a mum necessarily. This feels like quite, um, needs a lot of my, um, time, I think, and continuous input and being at the computer. And I think there's options there and there's stories there too, because I think I totally could have made it work if I wanted to, like people make, um, make every business work, but there was also the part of me that just felt like it wasn't it wasn't fully what I was meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I gave myself uh, six months, had about six months of work booked up um, and I thought, right, I'm not going to take on any more work. I'm just going to let this play out and give myself a bit of space to think and try and figure out what it is that I want to do. And I had always known about online programs, yeah. but... I guess I just didn't think that was something I could do. I'd only really seen examples of Americans doing them. <laughs> um, people that seem to have much bigger personalities than me. I'm naturally an introvert, uh, which I know you're probably like, what? Because you're an extrovert and you love like, and I'm quite a social person, but I'm also like a total homebody as well. And I, d I just don't like consider myself to have a big personality. If I'm out in a group, I'm kind of like, oh God. Um, anyway, so a few different things. I'm like, I don't know if that's something I can do. And obviously like I don't have a big audience. I was just kind of in not, um, didn't have the audience that I've grown now, which is not huge still, but you know, bigger. Um, anyway, 
I heard an American being interviewed on a podcast about how she had built this membership program and she said that she was quite introverted and it just caught my attention. I thought, well, hang on a minute. This lady's like done it. Mm -hmm. She's doing really, really well. Maybe there is something that I can do here. Maybe I can do this. And um, I... For me, I loved the idea and I also, sorry, I'm rambling here, but I also went back and looked at, okay, what are all the different revenue streams in my business? What are all the different things that I'm offering? What are the percentage that they're bringing into my business? Put it in a spreadsheet. And then like, how do I feel about each of those offerings? Do I enjoy them? Do I love them? Do I find them a bit like energy depleting? And it was really clear to me that my favorite things were when I ran workshops because I ran in-person workshops, teaching small business owners, Instagram and content strategy. And, um, and that I also loved doing the strategy sessions with business owners. So I thought, right, there's something here about, I love the teaching. I love the sharing ideas and I love bringing people together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I had a free Facebook group at the time, I had about 700 people in there. I think it was, um, and I was basically running a free membership. If <laughs> people could be in there, I gave them weekly advice. Um, and I thought, right, well, let's put it out to them and see what they would be interested in. And I put a survey just with a few different options. What are you interested in? Uh, maybe this course, maybe this event, maybe this retreat, maybe a membership. Um, and at the same time, I didn't really want to create a membership because it seemed really, really scary to me. Like, what if I don't know the answer to what people are asking me? What if there's just like so many questions I can't keep up? But um, there was a pretty clear indication that people were interested in um, ongoing monthly, um, basically access to strategies and um, be able to ask questions and that type of thing. And I'm pretty quick at taking action. Uh, and so a few, I think it was only like a month later or a few weeks later or something, I um, figured out Kajabi. I put my program out there, didn't really know anything about launching or anything. Um, did a five-day email series at the advice of a really good business coach. So I joined her program and she's like, oh, you probably want to do like something before you just say, hey, join my membership. So I did that. And um, that's been four, four and a half years ago or so. Um, and I've just had that same program and that's the Modern Marketing Collective. And for me, it has just like, I just adore it. I love that it allows me to do the work that feels really in flow to me. I love, which is the supporting people and inspiring and connecting people and creating that community and um, like helping people. Answering questions, helping people be like, well, is that true? Like, what if, what about this strategy? If you tried this, what are you doing? Let's talk about that. Um, Sharing strategies in there and, um, and some live events, bringing people together. Um, I love that it like helps people and I see their transformations and I see like what it does for them and their businesses. Um, Even if like we've had a couple of Facebook conversations and it's like, wow, they're getting so much out of this, um, the trainings that are there and being part of that community. It doesn't have to be fully me one-on-one sitting down for a day with them. Like they can, they're still getting such awesome results. Um, and then I love that it allows me to have most of the time pretty low stress business and life. And that's just super important to me. I don't want to be feeling hectic. I don't want to look at my diary and have back to back to back to back meetings or coaching calls or that type of thing. It's just not what I want. Um, I think I need quite a lot of downtime. Um, and now that I have a six month old or a seven month old Lando, it has allowed me to keep that membership happening, to keep having the revenue coming in. It's not by any means like I'm not smashing out of the part right now. It's not growing massively because I'm not doing much work in the business, but it's still there. People are still getting results. I'm still doing 
a coaching call once a week or so. Um, the revenue is still coming in and yeah, it just, it just works for me. And that's the thing. I figured out what I want and what works for me. And that's going to be totally different for everyone. And I'm a big advocate of, um, like anything can work and there's no one right way to do things. And there's no one right business model. Cause I know other people like love stuff that I don't love. And sometimes I find myself being like, oh, maybe I should be doing that. Like shiny object syndrome or like, oh, other people are doing this, but then I've just got to remember, okay, no, I don't actually want that. What do I want? What feels good to me? What's the bigger vision? So, yeah. Mm, yeah. And so um, did you find that there, I, I mean, first of all, I just want to say it's going to be so reassuring to people to hear some of those mm. like challenges that you had and some yeah. of those hesitations because I think also yeah. people who see you online would think you're a natural presenter, mm. right? You're naturally just so good at what you mm. do. And I think it's such a good reality check to hear yeah. people honestly share. Yeah. I had never seen anyone but Americans do it or yeah. I didn't have a big enough personality or, yeah, you know, yeah. of things. and I felt exactly the same yeah. way with some of my shifts in my business as well mm. because I didn't want to be a manager of lots and lots yes, of people. Yes, that was me too. Really yeah. Hard, you know? And I think sometimes we just make assumptions. People would assume yeah. You just are so confident. People would assume mm. you just know how to do things. You, mm. you know, there's none of that like challenge and imposter syndrome and all of those yeah. sorts of things happening behind the scenes. But then, and there still is. Like that's one of the biggest things I think I struggle with. <laughs> really, is like perfectionism. I think, mm. and then I see other people doing things. I'm like, oh my god, why aren't I just doing it? Like it doesn't have to be. <laughs> like what am I doing? Just do it. It's fine. Just do it. And um, and definitely the imposter syndrome still. Like really, it's it doesn't mean that people that you see don't have these things. I think it's just that we still take some actions, not all the actions that we want to take necessarily, but still do these things, even though it's like, ah, oh, yeah. And do I actually know stuff? Am I good? <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing, Emily. If we have to tell you over and again, we will. But I think also lots of people have different reasons for mm. not necessarily going all out and yeah. Work the 10 hour days and all that sort of thing like yes. I has that myself with oh my gosh being awake for the last two years yeah. really after my surgery in 2021 mm. it's taken me a long time to get back to even 10 12 hours a week yeah and so seeing other people sharing in their Instagram stories like mm. I've got three podcasts and four clients yeah. and blah 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 today like it makes me feel exhausted just yeah. going through what yes. we're doing on a day-to-day basis. But I also do yeah. often think, man, I'm not doing enough. Or yes. But we can just console each other there, Tash. No, <laughs> and I have to keep reminding myself, just like you said, mm. like that's not what I want. Yeah. I want to do 10 hour days. I yeah. want to have back-to-back meetings. Mm. I feel guilty that I don't a lot of the time. And I think that can sometimes be money, mm. mindset, and yeah. mindset blocks because we feel like we have to earn it and we have to yeah. work hard and all of those sorts of things. But I would much rather this gradual, consistent growth mm. of my business, doing it the lazy way, doing it in yeah. a very boundary way, it's that FOMO sometimes of like, am I being left behind? Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, I'm le- like that whole leaving money on the table. Yeah. Thing and Definitely. About it. But honestly, I think it's great for us to have these mm. conversations because there are so many people who they have a chronic condition or they have kids. Yes. Or it's not a growth phase of their business right now. Or, you know, they're caring for someone or they elderly just- parents, grandkids. Oh 
just want to travel. Like it doesn't even have to be yeah. an external reason. Some people yeah. just really value freedom. Yes. So having that comparison to mm-hmm. other people and the big days that they're mm-hmm. doing, it's it's hard and it's tricky yeah. sometimes to remind yourself and remember what you want. Absolutely. Um, is there anything that you use or yeah. anything that you do to really like get yourself out of that? This is, oh, this is so perfect, Tash, literally this morning. Um, I feel like, and I said this before we hit um, record, but um, I have felt like I haven't had a lot of time to just think and think mm-hmm. deeply lately. And it's been like, my hands has been pretty full. I've kind of been full-time mum mode. Yeah. Um, and, and coat like, so my partner has Lando at the minute downstairs as we do this. And then I'll have them back and I've got trackies on in the bottom half. I'm like, it doesn't matter. She's only going to see the top half. It's all good. Then I'll swap my top and get vomited on again by a baby. Um, but this morning when Lando was sleeping, I knew I'd have about an hour and there's people that I need to write back to on the email. There's things I want to do for the business. But I actually just wanted to like think about the bigger picture and what am I wanting here and what is like even about because we're just renting at the minute. We built a house last year um, and or yeah, over the past few years sold it. And um, just even looking at where do I, like, what am I working towards? Where do we want to live? What does the life look like? And just, like, what sinking into that again and really, like, feeling it and stepping through. And so for that hour when Lando was sleeping, instead of doing anything, um, like, with my hands and the laptop, I put on some meditation music, which is very rare for me. I used to do it and then I got out of the habit of it and I just kind of, like, thought about and then started like researching schools and <laughs> houses and started following accounts in local areas that I thought actually I think this would be a really nice place to live so I went and followed some local accounts to get them in my Instagram feed um but I think that's what we got to do yes when we lose sight it's actually it's probably because we don't have a minute just to actually sit and think about it or if it's going on a walk and thinking about it mm-hmm. distraction free and I, I know that I can have the habit of kind of like stuffing my brain yeah. Oh, but I got to have a podcast on and listen while I'm doing something else, while I'm reading a book. <laughs> like, just get all the information in there and learn and learn and learn. And I'm like, hang on a minute, right now, I just want to let my mind think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think I love that. that's kind of one of the only ways is to give ourselves that space mm. to tap back into it and think about what am I doing this for? What's the goal? What am I working towards? What do I really want? Um, jotting things down I find journaling super easy and ridiculously annoying that it's so easy because I go round and round in my mind about things and then I'll like I'll be like right I heard journaling's meant to be good I know that you do it Tash I'm like right okay fine I'll journal and I start writing and I'm like oh that was easy yeah it's just become <laughs> really really clear to me about what I want and what I want to do and okay yep yeah. so I'm exactly the same if I'm feeling that sense of heaviness or overwhelm or yeah it's just busy or uh, that hamster wheel feeling I'm doing yeah. I'm going nowhere yeah I will resist journaling for three days. Okay, yeah, yeah. Journaling will fix it. Yes. I could actually sit down and clarify it. No, 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 I'm too busy. I'll send that email. Exactly, exactly. Live, I'll record that reel. But then as soon as I sit down and I start writing, it's like I take a break. Yeah. Makes sense again. And remembering that feeling. I actually saw um, Mm. on Instagram Elise Myers. I love her. She talks about being ADHD. Okay, cool. She's a singer and she wants to be an actress. And she was talking about her ADHD compulsion to avoid having a shower. 
and she was sharing on a reel. Like it's been two days, maybe even three days since I've had a shower. And I know that shower will feel heavenly and I know it's amazing. And I know that that feeling will be brilliant. But between now and having a shower, I will be in so much resistance. So, yeah. And we just do that to ourselves. And I definitely feel the same about journaling. It's, it's, something that's so mm. powerful for me mm. also even like making a vision board or exactly doing something creative uh, and I, that's what something else I've been doing Tash I wait because I'm like right I want to tap back into it because I have been feeling like I've lost that spark a little bit so um I think it was yesterday I was looking through I have a Pinterest like a private board on Pinterest with my goals yes. um and what's called goals and I just have images of um like events to inspire events I want to do and um like gorgeous homes and just things um and yeah just re-looking at that and remember and adding things to it and I'm a visual person so I really like doing that but I'm like actually I think if I print one out and stick it up that would be better because then it's always there do you have one printed and stuck up we normally do but we haven't got one at the moment because we um need to refresh and get clear Mm. because I found last year because I was so unwell and um, I just, I had, my mind had ideas but my body couldn't keep Mm. up. I Mm. actually found that having this vision board, big things like Mm. buying a giant beach house and traveling the world on that, looking at it made me feel exhausted and it it felt like pressure. So I had to take a bit of time away from that and Mm. just, practice routine and mm. practice just my goal was an hour at the desk an hour yeah. at the desk right so yeah. I, I had to shrink things right back mm. but um now at, from the start of this year I've really started to feel like my energy is picking up I am having more and more long stretches of good days uh, and so I'm feeling itchy to get that vision yeah. point up on the wall again and yep. so yeah I think it's important that we pay attention to mm. how it makes us feel and this is true, Tash, yeah. Normally a vision board makes me feel inspired and, you know, it makes me feel energised, but last year it just didn't have that effect mm. on me and it was really good to just acknowledge that, mm. take it down, focus on something different. So we actually have, I think I've got one here, yeah. So we create, David and I created this little um, card of what does a tight day look like. So it's like tweet days. So What's tight day? Tweet, yeah, it's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. When they got oh, married, I've not heard or anyway. Um, so we just had this little card that we made oh. of what we do each day, what feels like a good day. Yeah. And so that's actually what's up on my wall at the moment. It's like what feels like a good day rather than big long-term vision. It's just yeah. like, let's have a good day today. Let's have a good day. But today. you know what? I think that's what it all boils down to. Like, what does that ideal day look like? Yeah. Yeah. for everyone and for me it was like yep yeah, waking up walking the kids to school get back work like just actually thinking what does it look like that I that that day look because that's what life is it's the days in it, it <laughs> and it's like well what do I want to be spending my days doing um and also just on that tash I did um tap out of listening to business podcasts for a couple of months I feel like the last three months I've been like out of <sighs> out of work a little bit, out of business a little bit, just because Lando's been like, 
people say like babies wake up after a few months. That's definitely what happened. He slept like so much to start with. And I'm like, oh, this is fine. I can still work. And then it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just, I did find it a little bit like, oh, I don't really want to be listening to business podcasts right now. I'm just not in that headspace. Um, but now because I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've made a plan. He's going to do some childcare. I'm going to have a little bit of time for work. Um, I'm like excited to listen to them again. I think that's why I was going back. Okay. What's the vision? What, where's, where's my Pinterest goals board? What's, um, what do I, yeah. What am I focusing on? Let's vision where I want to be. Um, and I think that's kind of natural, isn't it? We go in ebbs and flows. And I think as well, it's a, I kind of see it like a, a pie (laughs) with three sections, um, and, life and business and one section or one part of that pie is life and for you that's been that's kind of been a huge part for the past couple of years yeah for me baby pregnancy figuring out how to be a mum that's been a huge part and so just naturally like our time pie the marketing and sales which is one part and then the actual delivery they might get a little bit smaller perhaps and I think for me, I've stayed very focused on the delivery with my students, but that means the marketing and the sales, just I don't have capacity and brain space and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I look at it anyway. Yeah. And it's just always going to be um, like shrinking and expanding those different parts of the pie, depending on what what's going on in life and then what's going on in business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give people having mm-hmm. through my experience is like the guilt about wishing it was a different way doesn't actually contribute to making it a different way Mm. as well. And so for me, when I just accepted, well, now's not a time to go for this ginormous beach house goal. Now it's time to focus on just having some good days. It was like a huge relief. And then all of a sudden I had more good days. All of a sudden, Mm. like I felt more effective. And I think sometimes we try and cling to what's worked for us in the past or what we think we should be doing or what we should be more ambitious or we should want to work more hours or whatever those things might be, where we cling to those for a little Mm. too long. But actually when you let them go, there's so much more that becomes possible and available to us. Um, Mm. And so being able to share some of these stories from behind the scenes, I think it really does help people acknowledge how they're feeling and Mm. to accept, you know, sometimes you don't want to be getting up at five o'clock in the morning before the kids get up just because some random dude, that's the only way you're going to succeed. I I have this thing I've been saying a lot, like, I do not care to see another sunrise. So as long as I live, I can see a sunrise. I'm like through them. The sun will rise without me. The sun will rise while yeah. I'm dead, and that is totally fine. Mm-hmm. And um, especially when I first started my business, yeah. hearing all those messages around the 5 a.m. club and getting up yeah. early, I did feel like, oh, yeah. I should want to do that. I yeah. should want to um, have that drive and that ambition. Yeah. But I found more success by yeah. accepting I don't want that type of ambition. Mm. My type of ambition is different and I'm just going to accept it and I'm going to embrace it. So mm. yeah, what a powerful combo, Emily. Uh, absolutely. And I think as well, it's almost like you look at people that maybe do that and it's like that's all very well that your business is like that, but how many hours are you putting in? And is that really the life that you want? Are you really like happy? And maybe And like that's amazing that they are if they are. But again, it's like what feels good to us. What do what do we actually want? What does that day look like? 
And to me, it's like space and creativity and some connection and some downtime and like just, yeah, I don't know, figuring out what that is. I think for a lot of my audience as well, like and for myself, I didn't just start my business for financial freedom. Yeah, definitely. Financial freedom was part of the picture, but time freedom was also a big factor for me Mm. and lifestyle was a big factor for me as well. I didn't want to get to 65 years old and then be allowed to go on holidays, you know? Totally. I I really love connecting back in with those initial drivers of Mm. why I wanted to start my business because for me it was never just the money. There was a financial factor to it and I'm very open about the financial part Mm. of it, but there were many other reasons that I wanted to start my own business beyond that money. And so making sure that I keep those front of mind Mm. makes a big difference to the decisions that I make. Mm, Definitely, Ted. Because I wanted to ask you actually around, yeah, how you have, I guess, how you feel about and how you've processed the and you're still in it but this time in your life when your health has needed so much of you and you you haven't been able to execute on ideas yeah and your thought process and I and you did explain that it's almost kind of right once you almost like accept and then embrace where you are now that pressure that we just put on ourselves then can be let go yeah, absolutely. And for me, I when I went and had my surgery in 2021, I was expecting six weeks. Yeah. That was yeah. the expected recovery time. So I thought I was being very generous by allocating 12 mm. weeks. Like I gave myself 12 weeks off and yeah. like I pre-recorded podcasts for 12 weeks. I yeah. had my team all set for the 12 weeks. Um, and so it was unexpected and also very yes. unknown. I just wasn't healing. My energy was really low. And um, so for me, it ended up being about eight months that I was away from my business and doing the very bare minimum. And I mean, like maybe two hours a week, mm. but eight months. And so it was almost like Initially, I kept trying to tell myself, no, it'll, I'll be fine next month. I'll be yes. fine next month. And I did. I got to that point where I thought, if I just keep tell- wishing that next month is yes. going to be the answer, I won't uh, set my team up for success. I won't mm. set my business up for success. I will just constantly be pushing things to next yeah. month and making next month worse and worse mm. and worse. And so, yeah, there was a lot of having to come to grips with the fact mm. that it wasn't the picture that I expected. Mm. And I think it's the same. I'm not a mum, but I think it's the same. That's the same story here for mums, right? Yep. I'm going to have my 12 weeks maternity leave and then oh my I'm going to be fine. And exactly. Lots and all of those sorts of things. But, you know, for a mums, a lot of the time I hear them say things like, even when the baby's sleeping, I'm listening yeah. for the baby. And yeah. there's a lot to be said for the brain space that that takes up. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was even though I've got some good energy for the next hour, I don't know if it's going to last. And so do I embark upon a project that I'm going to need future energy for to finish or do I just keep the fires out, right? Do I just fight fires for now because I don't know if I'm going to get another good day for another few days? Definitely. Yeah, there was a lot of coming to terms with that. And there, it took a lot to accept mm. that that was the way that it was going to be. Mm. But when I did and when I had a big conversation with David about, you know, talking about this multi-million dollar beach house is yeah. me. 
feel tired yeah. and pressured yeah. and I don't think it's productive mm. anymore. Yeah. It was a huge shift for me. Yeah. And it just allowed me to focus on now and focus mm. on healing and focus on looking after my body. And yeah, it was really tough financially. I didn't have a membership like you, yeah. Emily. Mm. So for me, my income does rely quite heavily mm. on marketing. I had um, a lot of payment plans because I, for my 10 yes. I did an extended payment plan before my leave. Yeah. So I had a lot of people on 10-month yeah. and 12-month payment plans. So I was very fortunate about that because I did still have that baseline income. But as those payment plans started to finish, mm. that was when there was like another wave of, okay, mm. well, I now am not having enough consistently coming in to yeah. pay the team and pay myself. We're going to have to make some changes. So... Mm. Yeah, it was it was really tough and you know I still find it quite challenging because I was so on track for a million dollar year yeah. and yeah. that milestone felt really important to me mm-hmm. and um you know I had said I wanted to do it before I was 40 now I'm 41 you know all of those things 41 so good morning you know like yes. oh I didn't make that or I didn't yeah. achieve that goal but I think ultimately I I'm so grateful. I have to keep reminding myself, mm-hmm. I didn't have to ask anyone for sick leave. Yeah. I don't have to convince anyone that I need the day off today. Mm-hmm. I just get to decide. And mm-hmm. that is so powerful to me. Mm-hmm. And so what ended up happening for me a lot last year was I would be on the couch absolutely gone, like I just couldn't even get off the couch couldn't think straight. I was. Yes. I couldn't even watch a screen. I couldn't watch yeah. Netflix. Like I just had to like stare off into space. But I would ultimately be overwhelmed with the gratitude mm. that I could mm. do that. But I have a life now yeah. where I can sit on the couch and I can stare off into space yeah. and the world doesn't end and I don't yeah. have anyone yelling at me that I should get back to work. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful that I started this business. I'm really, really grateful for the life that I have mm-hmm. and I feel like now as my energy is coming back as I'm really mm-hmm. healing things are starting to make a lot more sense my brain is mm-hmm. working more effectively it's like wow I'm I'm never I never went back to square one I yes. never had to start over from scratch yeah even if my income dropped down to starting from scratch mm-hmm. I have an audience I have momentum yeah. I have a mailing list I exactly. have experience I have the products the programs the assets so all of that is not wasted totally Tash I can so resonate with that <laughs> yeah and I think as well I've got to say like the becoming a mom for me that was a choice and for you your illness and well yeah. the surgery and then the recovery wasn't a choice so there's that difference there um but yeah I was definitely like I don't know I don't know why but I was like yep yeah, three months pre-record everything get it pretty organized that'll be good and then I think I thought and then it'll be childcare time but then it got to the three months I think I was just like it was too hectic like yeah. I was figuring out this baby he was changing I was just was like and then like the same thing as you, it's like, no, next month will be fine. Or next, it was like next week, it'll be fine. Next week, I'll have this sorted. <laughs> next week, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be fine. <laughs> Did it happen? So then it's like, okay, well, what do I want? What feels good to me? Let's not look at what every other mum is doing or what other people's opinions are, but what feels right to me? What do I want my week to look like? And um, let's make des- decisions based on that. So, um, but yeah, it's super interesting. Oh. Well, 
All right. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. You've got Lando to get back to, but a couple of quick things. First of all, um, you have a brilliant freebies page. So I just wanted to highlight to everyone, we'll put the link to that in the show notes of today's episode, but do make sure that you go and check out Emily's freebies page because she has classes there and resources. Her podcast is also absolutely So make sure you check that out. So we'll link to all of those things in the show notes. But Emily, in closing, if I was to quote you on something Mm. that we've talked about today, what Mm. is it that you would like me to say? Mm. I think the quote or the phrase that um, I come back to and I know that my members come back to is connection over perfection. Mm. Yeah. Is yeah. that the kind of thing you're looking for yeah, right now? Absolutely. Okay. Perfection, because it does um, apply to Instagram, right? Yeah. If you don't need yeah. perfect Instagram feed, you just need to connect with your audience. Mm. Uh, but it also applies to what you're talking about in terms of um, that, you know, stage of life that you're in and yes. creating that leverage because, you know, it's connecting to what you want rather yeah. than looking for the perfect outward facing business or and also or the yes. strategy. Yeah. And yeah. also I'm kind of excited now to because I, I need to this is something that I was just gonna mention, like when Lando did <laughs> was sleeping. I'm like, oh this is great. I got way more time than I thought I did. I'm gonna read I'm gonna reposition some things. I'm gonna re um message some things going to restructure um the collective add like so now it's actually combined with the scalable content in the collective oh wow take people Brilliant. from booked out to then scaling um but i need to get my funnel up and running and i'm like oh and then you like basically i had way less time than i thought so now i'm going to be creating my whole sales funnel afresh but on definitely like part-time hours to do that and so i'm really excited to see what that looks like new strategies that i'm going to create and then be able to share those with people in the way that it's like, hey, doesn't have to be this huge, big thing. I get it. I'm in there with you. I don't have all the time in the world right now, but I'm going to do this in a way that I that it is manageable for me. And I'm going to track it and see what works and make it amazing. And then I'm kind of excited to share that. So I think as well, it's like, hey, um, things never have things are never perfect anyway. And if it is like marketing really is about building connections with people and like forget and for me I'm a perfectionist so it's like this is my quote for myself too to just like throw that out the window just get stuff out there just do what you can now in the best possible way that you can and that's gonna like it's gonna work that works yeah oh I'm so excited to keep up with all of this behind the scenes I think this is really fascinating and Mm. to be able to learn from you know, what you uh, discover in yeah. the process of setting that up is going to be so valuable for everyone in the collective. Yeah. So that's absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you so much, mm. Emily, for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on stage at the Heart Center Business Podcast, uh, Heart Center Business Conference. I cannot wait. Um, it's going to be so amazing. And also, anyone listening along, if you don't have mm. your ticket to conference, if you come and grab the link at the show notes, I'll also put Emily's coupon code, which will get you awesome. $50 off your ticket. So Perfect. make sure that you come over and check it all out and get your ticket to come to conference and you may have to meet Emily. And it's in Noosa, best place ever. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. Until next time, we cannot wait to see you shine. Bye for now.
for tuning in to this episode of The Emily Osmond Show. You'll find my latest free resources and masterclasses at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And you can start working with me and growing your business today by joining the Modern Marketing Collective. Just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective. There is no better time to take action than now. I'll see you in the next episode.